Good morning. It's Monday, March 14th, and futures are down. Let me see. Um, well, they took a leg lower. Um, I'm opening up the CNBC app so I can see it right now. Um, <clears throat> again, Chinese stocks are just taking a hit. China, if you don't know, is in a COVID lockdown from an Omicron um, surge. Yeah. So the NASDAQ took an implied open. They're down in the negative about 38. Um, it looks like the Dow is still positive, expected to open up by 200 or so. Um, and the S&P is expected to open up by 13. So they're kind of flat, not super flat, but um, essentially China is in a COVID shutdown um, over a what's called BA2 is the variant that they have of Omicron. Um, this one has not been spread through Europe. This one has not been spread through the U.S. So um, essentially when you're looking at at, at kind of China shutting down a, a city of 17 million people um, and, and testing again and bringing this up. Uh, I saw on, on Twitter somebody was accusing Becky Quick on CNBC of having a quote-unquote COVID narrative. Well, there's no COVID narrative when it's China. It's China. It ain't the U.S. It's China shutting down. Well, what does this indicate? This indicates that, that COVID is still um, a, a, an issue. And when it flares up in China, it then will flare up in Europe. And most likely it will come here to the U.S. So um, Gottlieb was on and he was saying, uh, hey, um, you know, we, we could see a, a, another spike to this, but we have some therapies in, in place, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's not, you know, again, if, if Delta and Omicron are anything, it shows we're not going back into lockdown. Some of the provision measures of masks and things may come back. But from a stock standpoint, this is what I want to bring up. Um, Moderna is trading at 138 right now. Um, let me bring it up in Active Trader Pro. Um, uh, Moderna is the stock that, that has been uh, on news of COVID up and down. This has been the one to trade because these guys, I, I, I don't know if it's hype. I don't know if it's insider stock sales because that CEO has been one of the, when you look at insider sales on MRNA, um, he's been one of the biggest. But when you look at, uh, let's see, MRNA, um, they are currently trading at 142. They're up about four points. And most likely this is because Pfizer said, hey, fourth boosters are, are, are more than likely going to come. But um, MRNA is one that I, I like here. Uh, anything, if you... Most likely you'll be able to get it below 140 at some point today unless there's some type of news coming out. Uh, maybe Moderna pumps something. Um, the, the MACD is low. The RSI is at 51. Uh, um, let me see what it's at on a uh, four-hour chart. The RSI is at 45 on a four-hour chart. A again, um, if you're trading the momentum, I go back to the daily. We're in this one uh, with the algorithm at 132. Uh, I'm sorry, 142. Um, the the volume, the the 200 day on a daily is still slightly positive. You had a death cross on January 6th, and we'll talk about more death crosses when we get to the Arc funds. Um, I like mRNA. I think again, it, there hasn't been a huge hype on this one again. So I think you could get a hype run up to 170 to 200 on this one. Um, 
Let's see some of the other things. I was going to analyze Facebook. I'll probably do that on a one-minute kind of thing uh, that I do post on Twitter rather than doing it over here. But Facebook is one that just since their earnings, they haven't come back. Um, and somebody posted over the weekend, this is why you don't play earnings. I actually like to play earnings. Um, but you can obviously see Facebook. Again, I maintain anything under 200. You kind of start your positions here. Um, the MACD has been going up uh, on a four-hour chart, but the stock price has been consistently going down. The RSI, this thing is so oversold, it's at 35. Buyers have to start showing up. I think their next earnings report is going to be a, a significant um, uh, uh, issue. I, I, you know, question is whether they actually figure out the iOS changes uh, in privacy. But it's a, it's a falling knife on a four-hour. When I bring the volume chart back to September, um, there is a volume shelf here around 328. And, and the volume just has the people holding at this level down here. There's still the, the majority of people who bought at 328 are still holding at 328. That's what makes me think that, hey, they're still out there. Um, the buyers will show up at some point. Um, I have a bunch of things. One of the things that I wanted to bring up, and I haven't been able to get in on this one, but ZIM, ZIM Integrated Shipping. We kind of went over this, and Thomas brought it up as an earnings play. Their ex-dividend date is March, um, uh, March 22nd. So March 22nd. So you still have seven days, I think, by Friday. I think the ex-dividend date is Monday. So you have to buy it by Friday. Um, this, this volume chart here, if I bring it back up to the last, the high where we were in, there's just not a lot of candles here, but the, the volume chart does indicate that there's a significant amount of people who are holding at lower levels, um, because it's reached its 52 week high. It's at 78.81. It's gapped up again. Um, this one we'd be in from with the algorithm at $70 90 cents. Um, there's, there's a lot of positive to this one, but that X dividend date on the 22nd, just so you're aware, it's a $78 stock. It's paying a $17 per share dividend. Um, this is a big one. I'm going to probably get into this one. Like I did GOGL. Um, GOGL has been a great one for me. Uh, I think I'm up 10, 15% on that one. So, uh, including the dividend. Uh, so hopefully I get in on this one. Um, what I'm really hoping for is that this one, for some reason, unforeseen, pulls back to about 75 or so. I was looking for $70. I, I guess I was just hoping and praying on that one. But if I can get in at about 75, then $17 takes it off. It brings it down to what, 68? Um, no, I'm sorry, 58. Uh, because you take the dividend, once the dividend's paid, you take that out of the actual stock price. Um, there's a bunch that I, I wanted to go over, but one thing um, that I read this weekend from an, um, an economist, and I'm going to read you this sentence, and this was on Zip Trader. Charlie kind of brought it up, and, and I, I wrote it down to make sure that I say this. But over the last, uh, over, over time, um, and I think it went back over the last 200 years. The three biggest factors that drive the U.S. economy into recession are an inverted yield curve. We're not there yet, but we're damn close when you look at the two-year versus the 10-year. Um, some commodity price shock 
Well, if you look at silver, if you look at gold, um, if you look at oil, uh, um, look at palladium, uh, look at wheat, look at corn, we've had quite a few commodity price shocks. And the third one is Fed tightening. And boy, are we going to get Fed tightening this week. Uh, Powell said, hey, we're going to get a quarter point. My guess is he could shock the market and go full half point. But they're behind the curve, and and what that does is just puts us in a situation where um, uh, we're in trouble. Uh, if if we're not currently in a recession, more than likely it looks like um, all three things are happening at, all at once. Now, um, when you look at the COVID shutdown, when you look at the 2008-2009 uh, financial crisis, when you look at the dot bomb, you look at the last three recessions that have been rather large. Um, they recovered rather quickly. This particular economist thought, hey, we're going to be in this for at least a year. Um, but again, I bring up on Friday, I brought up um, Joe Terranova's point about uh, June through the end of the year in a midterm election cycle. Uh, the market's almost always been up. Uh, remember what I said, who knows how far we're going to go down um, in order to get that up. So this is why, you know, again, you have your portfolio built up and you constantly have to reevaluate. Um, I think I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Apple is my number one by far holding in my portfolio. I have yet to sell a share of Apple. I haven't needed to sell a share of Apple um, for tax purposes. I am probably getting out of Apple. The actual chart on Apple, I'll post this if you'd like on, uh, on Twitter, but the actual uh, chart on Apple is ugly. It, it doesn't look good. Um, you know, if, if, if I didn't know that, that I, the timing of getting back in and stuff on this one, I would probably would have gotten out. Again, back on January, um, it pierced the 200-day um, on a four-hour chart. It did that again in March. Um, and it doesn't seem to be kind of bouncing back like it has over the years. Uh, we are about to get, it looks like in the next one or two candles, on, again, on a four-hour chart, we're about to get the death cross of the 50 under the 200-day. Um, that's a big deal because, and, and let's see how far we are on a daily chart um, of this one. We're still quite far away from it. But it is a big deal because um, if, if you look back, the 50-day has constantly just bounced off. And maybe that's what we're going to do again. Um, it looks like in June 2021, it bounced off. In May 2020, it bounced off. Um, March, it never really got close. This one thing was soaring. If I go back to a weekly um, chart on this one, yeah, we're still way above the 200-day. Uh, on a weekly, we're just kind of touching the 50 day and on the weekly it's bounced off the 50 day, um, several times. So it, it's, it's a significant one. This one goes all, uh, this chart goes all the way back to 2013 and the 50 day, the only time it's really kind of come close to touching the 200 day was December, 2016. Um, so, um, a, again, the chart on Apple just looks ugly. Um, Remember that every recession since 1970 was preceded by an inversion of the yield curve. 
Um, this means long-term rates are lower than short-term. Um, and, and specifically, uh, CNBC has been focused on the two-year versus the 10-year for the last um, probably two weeks or so uh, from what I've been watching. So, uh, again, probably not good for the markets. Um, when you look at the SPY chart, um, it's, uh, it, it's ugly as well. The 200-day looks like it's, it's finally uh, moving on a four-hour chart. Let's look at a daily for SPY. It's kind of more, more indicative. You've got the, the death cross happening today. Um, the 50 days going to cross under the, uh, the, the 200-day. So, all in all, things are looking ugly. Um, again, what's the catalyst for positive? Uh, is it Russian peace? Um, is it a, a Fed uh, rising rates and doing something, uh, uh, a little more monetary policy that, that kind of eases the markets? Uh, is it uh, commodity prices settling and, and inflation coming under control? Um, you've got these macro uh, things, and I'm not an economist. I'm just kind of repeating what I've read, what I've learned. Uh, but again, you got to think about catalysts. So um, Chinese tech, tech stocks continue to tumble um, based on shutdowns. Apple is down today based on most likely Shenzhen um, shutting down. Uh, that's their main production facility. Um, there are several things that are happening this week. You've got the PPI index, the producer price index on Tuesday. If we get over 10%, um, that's going to be bad for the market. So again, is that a catalyst for a positive? That's on Tuesday. Tuesday and Wednesday, we've got the Fed meetings, and most likely you're looking at a quarter point hike. Um, if a, a half point hike happens, uh, don't be surprised, but that would take the market down as well. So there's, there's uh, bad things there. Friday's a, a quadruple witching day, which means options expire. Um, and there's several other things. This is known as a bad thing for the market, or I should say volatility for the market. Um, earnings. Dollar General on Thursday. Um, you know, these, these dollar stores and these discount stores have been running. Um, let's see. Let's look at where Dollar General is. Uh, general DG is the, uh, the symbol. I didn't even know that until I just looked it up, but you, you've got quite a run here. It, it looks like it's bounced off of about 198. Looks like the buy-in, um, in the algorithm. Uh, you did have a death cross here on February 4th. I think like most stocks, you've got earnings coming up on Thursday. Um, their dividend is, uh, looks like it's 42 cents per share. Um, so it, it's not a significant dividend. Um, but you do have, if I drag this volume level here, um, I don't have many from the recent high, but it does look like there's a volume shelf building about 206 or so. Um, this could be an interesting play because there's a gap here between 222 and 219. Um, there's also a gap, um, and it goes a little bit further back to, it looks like August, but it's between 228 and 233. So you've got some small gaps here that, that most likely need to be filled. They ha they've been filled on the way down. Um, well, I should say um, the one, the 228 to 233 one, that was filled on the way down. Um, uh, but 
This one up here has not been filled. This one from 223 to 219, you're trading at 205 right now. Uh, if there's good earnings report, if there's good guidance, um, these stores have been, you know, let's look at the P.E. ratio and D.G. Um, the P ratio is 20. So it's a little bit up there for a store that, you know, again, I think they're considered growth at this point. The dividend yield is 0.82. So it's not a significant dividend, but this one might be a good play. The other, other one um, is FedEx. Um, it is FDX. <clears throat> FedEx is, um, when is their earnings? I think it's Wednesday. Let's see. It is March 17th. So 15, 15, yeah, Thursday. Um, this one's got some gaps here. Uh, specifically, um, it looks like a gap down, but it might need to gap up. Um, this one could be an interesting one. I don't know necessarily that I believe that this is a strong earnings report because FedEx has had problems compared to UPS. And my belief is that, that energy prices, specifically gas prices, these guys are going to mention gas prices as killing, um, probably growth. And my assumption is that this is, you know, if, if I were playing an options market, I'd probably buy the puts on this one. Um, again, anything that you know, the market's already priced in. So my assumption is the recent fall is from uh, gas prices. The key thing for this one is going to be um, their forecast. Are their earnings forecast lowered? Um, when you look at the... the uh, it looks like June, they had $5.01 per share. Um, and then they just continued to fall through September. And then they disappointed in September with $4.37 per share earnings. And then they kind of went up a little bit. And in December, um, they announced their earnings were $4.83 per share. So it was a little bit up. Now, do I expect them to get back to $5 a share? I don't think so. Uh, my assumption is that you're probably in that range where you're still going down. Um, when we look at the last March uh, earnings, it was $3.47 per share. And that was March, March 19, 2021. So my assumption is with this slide down, the market is already expecting that these guys are going to report a lower number. Uh, I would probably not. It looks like... Um, March 10th, so on Friday, Thursday or Friday, we got a buy-in at 212. I think that's a fake out. Um, I'm looking at the uh, Alpha Trends anchored VWAP on TrendSpider, and it's a, a completely going down. This is one negative sentiment. Um, we had a death cross here. We had a, a, a holy cross, a golden cross, it looks like, on January 4th, but then we had the death cross on February 18th. So I, it's an interesting earnings play. Um, that's what I thought when I saw earnings this week. Um, I thought, hey, this might look at a uh, a good one. I will look at Arc K, um, a weekly chart, and I'll do that on Twitter and show you guys kind of what I'm seeing. But it's an ugly chart. It's something that that is probably good to go over in a minute, um, just to show you how how bad a stock this one currently is, and buyers just aren't showing up. Um, uh, Friday, quadruple witching day, uh, oil, 
Oil is down today. When we look at UCL, I think when I looked at it, it was in the 140 range. Um, this one was 190. Uh, I, in my mind, I, I kind of, you know, you, you look at UCL. It's, it's not pulling up on TrendSpider. I wanted to look at it, the algorithm. But UCO in, uh, yeah, it's at 152. There we go. Um, 152. We still haven't sold out of this one. Um, uh, in the algorithm, it's still kind of a buy from $78, but that's because the nine day is so far above the 21 day. And, and that's one of the factors in, uh, in my algorithm, but it's at 150. It's consolidating here between 141 and 200. Um, my assumption is that, that we continue to go higher. I think today you're going to see SCO probably play. When I look at the volume in this one, and I'll post this one on Twitter as well, uh, but the volume, it looks like on March 9th, uh, the volume was higher than it's ever been um, in near-term history on this, on this particular um, uh, tra- tracking stock. Uh, if I go back to January 2020, um, it looks like the stock was, the volume was higher back then. But we're just hitting into huge, huge volume. Uh, when I look at the RSI, the RSI is way down at 53. That MACD just crossed under. I would play SEO probably for the next few days. Um, again, learn your trading. Trade this one based on candles, based on momentum, based on what you're hearing in the news. Um, what what oil, ha- oil has gone down essentially because there's Russia-Ukraine peace talks. And those peace talks are getting a little bit more positive. But for today and, and maybe watching the charts, I would play uh, SEO for the next week or so. So um, let me pull up my notes here again. Um, Chinese tech, tech stocks don't hold them. COVID shutdowns, BA2, we went over that. Um, I think that's it. Again, today I'll probably remember uh, you can play Uvixi. X S Vixie. Uh, those are two during these volatile times. Um, let's see you Vixie. Let's go on to, uh, active trader pro. You Vixie is trading at 19. I said on a uh, Friday, uh, I was dealing with a flat tire on my Tesla on Friday, but I bought this at about 19, uh, 18 something in the morning as it dipped down. Uh, I think it was 1820. I sold it in the afternoon at about uh, 20. So I, I got almost a 10% trade. I think I might have hit 10% um, on this one. Uh, I think Uvixi again today, it's trading at 1977 um, right now. In my mind, this doesn't, doesn't fly. Uh, you know, I think we're looking at another down day. Um, you saw on Friday, it was, and it was, this was telegraphed. This was almost the perfect thing, but you knew people were going to show up in the afternoon and sell. So Uvixi was going to go up. Um, I had a flat tire. I didn't trade Uvixi. I basically bought it in the morning when I saw it going down. And I said, you know what? People are going to show up and it's going to be um, down or it's going to be up in the afternoon because everybody's going to start selling. And sure enough, that thing went up. Um, let's look at the last five days. Um, so Friday, Thursday, um, Wednesday, Tuesday, let's look at the 10 day. 
Um, let's see what it did last Monday. So Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday. Monday it shot up. Why would I not think that it's not going to shoot up? This is almost a, a you, you could probably, you know, you're at 19 now. Uh, last, last week on Wednesday, it got to 24. Why do we think that this isn't going to have the same trajectory this week with uh, the, the, uh, the Fed meeting? With, uh, you know, all of the volatility that's, that's expected. Uh, we may get more bombing from um, Ukraine on Wednesday. Uh, maybe China supplies Russia with uh, some, some military stuff. You don't know what's going to happen, but uh, I, I certainly don't think that this is going to stay in the 19 range. Um, I, I think in my mind, at some point this week, you're getting some news um, and, and it's probably going to fly up there to 21, 22. So uh, I'm not buying, hoping and praying. I'm trading this one based on some fundamentals. Now, another one that is a podcast favorite um, because of uh, someone who brought this up to me. Um, Mullen Automotive, M-U-L-N. This one has been quite an interesting one just today. Uh, there is no news. This is a classic pump and dump. Um, so I, I don't want you buying and hoping and praying. I want you buying this one uh, when it reaches some type of uh, um, uh, confirmation. And if you don't know what confirmation and validation are, watch Zip Trader U University um, uh, on YouTube. It's free. And, and Charlie's got some videos on there. You can also watch Trend Spiders, um, Trend Spider University on YouTube. Learn all about the charts and how to read them. Uh, but this one is one when I look at a one minute chart on today, the RSI is at 48. The MACD is, is down below the oscillator. It, it hasn't pumped up completely yet. But this one in pre-market jumped up from $1.30 to $1.90, I think it went all the way up to. Um, yeah, $1.90. Uh, that's what it, yeah, $1.87. So uh, this one is super, super volatile. It's an EV company. There's a clear volume shelf on a two-day at a dollar twenty-eight, in my mind, I think this one goes back to the dollar twenty-eight. Um, I, I don't see any reason for it to be up this high. Um, you know, when we go to Finviz, let's go to Finviz and see if Mullen has any kind of news that came out. Uh, is this a hype play? Um, they were looking to get removed because they were below a dollar. Um, Mullen featured on car buzz. Um, let's see. Uh, Mullen, an emergency electric vehicle manufacturer, announces a recently published feature car buzz highlighting the company's high performance EV crossover, the Mullen 5. Um, I don't know. I had a great discussion. I mean, they're basically promoting themselves, it's a press release. Again, pump and dump. Um, let's look at MULN on, on TrendSpider. Um, it had you in at 61 cents. Um, again, part of the uh, beauty of TrendSpider is, uh, or the algo on TrendSpider is, um, the secret sauce is picking the right stocks that, that, that go up like this. 
but it had you February 22nd at 66 cents. It traded all the way down to 40 cents um, and, and then has kind of uh, continued to go up. The anchored VWAP, um, when you look at the, the volume on this one, the, the volume all started right at that February 22nd kind of uh, point. Um, prior to this, it was a $10, I believe, a SPAC. Um, it's kind of gone down. The, the momentum is definitely down. The 200 day is trading down. Every, every indicator, every moving average is trading down. Um, I think it's a pump and dump. Just my guess, um, the RSI in a four hour is 57. The MACD looks like it is, um, below the oscillator. It crossed up at that 66 level. It hasn't crossed down yet. This could be in for an, a bigger run. Um, the highest volume looks like it's around uh, March 1st. So the volume has definitely been going down since then. Um, but it's still got much larger volume than it did before. Again, my mind pump and dump. Uh, I think you can play this one for, for some, some of the um, high volatility. But I think I'd, I'd rather see you in uh, P-A-L-L, uh, Palladium, which has taken a, um, a bit of a nosedive to 238. Um, let's look at a, a three-month chart. I think this one probably settles back in at about 213. Um, and that's kind of, you know, the Bollinger Bands on a, a three-month daily are, are kind of still wide open. They're not sinking up. You saw them kind of shrink back in the, uh, looks like the February 24th rain. Uh, let's take a look at corn and wheat, C-O-R-N. Uh, corn on a three-month, you're still positive. It's trading at 26.37. It closed at 26.39. If we look at wheat, um, that one has settled back in around $10. Um in my mind, it's still probably a little bit expensive. That MACD on a daily looks like it's going to cross under. The RSI is at 59, so it's not super high, but it definitely was overbought here. The volume just indicates that the volume's coming down. People aren't trading this one. Um, an interesting one, if we do see the NASDAQ kind of turn around, there's a triple-levered ProShares ETF, UltraPro, TQQQ, which is a, a favorite. Um, because it's triple levered. So essentially when you go up, you go up three times as fast as the, the Qs. Um, but when you go down, you go down three times as fast as the triple Qs. So when, when I'm looking at this one, I, I think the, the, the mean price looks like it's around 42 or so. That's kind of where it's trading now. Uh, it looks like it traded up all the way to 44. Let's take a look at TrendSpider on this one because that's probably a good one to look at TrendSpider. This is the perfect kind of stock to, to look at TrendSpider and the algorithm. Um, the anchored VWAP looks like it's, it's uh, still going down, so I don't know that I'd necessarily buy this one right now. Uh, looks like we were in and out. The MACD, uh, let's take a look. The MACD is crossing down. It's not a buy right now. The RSI is at 37 so it is uh, oversold. You had the death cross back on January 25th, but you do have a gap here, um, a gap down between 61 and 63. Um, if we do get back up there, 
be a good opportunity to try and see, hey, can we get back up there? Let me pull the anchor to the recent highs um, to see if people are still holding up here. Uh, there's a volume shelf here between 50 and 53. So you're trading at 40, 41 right now. Uh, I think this might be a, a good look at, hey, um, let's see if we can triple lever our way back up. Because again, you don't have to have huge moves. Bank of America, it looks like, uh, and I'm just kind of going over some of the recent plays, but Bank of America, um, a $40 uh, buy-in, it looks like on March 10th. So on Thursday, $40.29. My guess is that this goes back to uh, fill in some of these gaps right between 41 and 42 and 44 and 45. Um, those gaps were made on the way down. You did have a death cross here on March 4th, um, but you had a MACD cross up. It was significantly oversold at that point, and it was trading uh, around $38. Remember I said if it's under 40, uh, I think you could easily look at this one. Um, let's look at Qualcomm. Um, Jim Cramer came out uh, in his uh, analysis, and he said Qualcomm's a buy. Um, to his his club members, uh, and, and you know that lately that's been the kiss of death for a stock. Um, and, and you've got a huge gap here between one fifty three and one thirty nine. In my mind, because it started to uh, fill this gap, I think you still go down. Um, you know, I know I said one seventy is a good price on this one. I agree with Jim. You just had a death cross. He said buy on a death cross, which is crazy to me. Um, but, you know, again, he knows valuations and he's kind of the boomer kind of thing. But uh, I do think that there's an opportunity here. Um, in my mind, I think because you've had this major downturn in this one, I think you wait until you get closer to the 138, 140 level. It's trading at 152 right now. Um, let's look at Devon Energy because Devon Energy was a, a huge runner. Um, and this one looks like it's still on the run. Um, it's down today, it looks like. Um, let's see where it's at. Trading at. Um, it's got a red candle. But yeah, it's trading at 57, closed at 58. Like I said, anything under 60 on this one, I, I think you wait until you have confirmation uh, of a bounce up and you buy it. And you ride it till 60. Um, you know, if, if this one goes back down to 55 and you buy it at 55 and it makes it to 60, which it most likely will, 52-week high is $63. So I, I, I can't imagine this doesn't get back to 60. Um, the P ratio is not that high. It's 14. Um, but again, I think this one goes back up. Uh, by the way, Zim, as we're talking, hit 80. So I missed this one as well. Um, <laughs> Should have gotten in earlier. Um, let's see. Under Armour. I won't kind of go over. Cleveland Cliffs. That's a good one. CLF. Because that one has been flying of late. It's at $25.63. So it's slightly down close to $25.86. Um, this one, I, I think it's it's a little bit hyped up. I think it's, it's probably a little high. It's got these commodity flying um, things. But remember, we, we briefed on this one about um, maybe a month ago. At 17. And I said, buy it at 17. It's going to go up. This is a stock that's completely oversold. 
Um, and I thank Jim Laventhal uh, on that one of um, Halftime Report. Now, American Express, this is one that I've wanted to get into. I haven't gotten into. Uh, it closed 167.90, and it's trading right around there. Um, when we look at the uh, algorithm on this one, um, it had a recent downturn. It was at March 8th where it traded all the way down to 155. It's trading at 167 right now. The algorithm is still kind of thinking about things. I think this is one where you play it uh, for the, um, the opening, the reopening, and it did on Friday, um, actually this morning, yeah, on Friday's candle, a buy, 169.79. Uh, the MACD crossed up. Um, I think you're looking at probably a good opportunity on this one. You had a golden cross, it looks like, on February 2nd, and that was trading. We were in at 176. The, uh, the algorithm got us out with a, um, it's a, it's a positive. I think it's a 4% move. Uh, it might be, yeah, it might be a 14% move, but it went all the way up to 198 was where we sold it. Um, the highest volume, uh, you know, the anchored uh, VWAP, it does look like it's trending down, but you've got this MACD cross up. The it's it's oversold at forty. Um, I, I I think you start to see this one move back up to the one eighties, one nineties, and again it's one sixty seven. So you're looking at a potential ten percent profit on this one. Um, I, you know you're getting into that ex dividend date of April seventh, so it's moving there. Uh, I think financials start to move up with higher uh, interest rates. I think um, travel is opening up. I think American Express is a good one. So uh, we went long today. I'll post some one-minute charts on Twitter today because there's a ton of charts to go over. I think you trade Uvixi. I think you trade uh, SCO. Uh, I think you trade Mullen. I think Mullen's a good opportunity. Again, if Mullen holds, uh, I think somebody reported Mullen. If they hold 179, um, was their, their assumption. It didn't hold 179. It broke through it and then just kind of broke down. Uh, it's at 170 right now. It's on its way back down. But I think if they said it held uh, through open 179, this was going to be a good uh, $3 stock. Maybe it's a $3 stock. Who knows? Uh, but I wouldn't, I, it, me personally, I'm not holding this one overnight. I'm taking my 10% every time. I'm, I'm scalping this one and I'm just kind of, you know, hanging out. So I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day and good luck.